every good software development company have lead scoring system. It's those people who always tell them like, hey, everything is perfect, well, they lying. How you will track the progress of the team, like what's, what tools they have. In. They have nothing to show, most probably they have nothing done. You are listening to Building Digital Products, a podcast that helps innovators and entrepreneurs to create successful digital solutions from idea to market. This podcast is brought to you by LinkUp Studio, a software development company which created more than 100 successful digital solutions. Hello guys, so today we will give you the list of the questions that you need to ask uh, your potential future partner before you actually start to work with them and start to build your digital product. And we will go through that questions and we'll try to explain you why you need to ask them. And by the way, go to the description of this video or audio, whatever you're listening. And there will be link to our blog where we save you everything and you can just copy from there and go to your meeting with the potential, you know, digital partner. Yeah, and to remind, uh, today we have the second part of our video series on how to choose a software development partner. In the first part, we talked about how to, well, to find companies, like how to define selection criteria and how to make the primary analysis. At the end of this uh, searching processes, we have formed a list of uh, companies with whom we are ready to move to the next step, uh, which is uh, meeting with the representative. And today we will talk about how to hold this meeting, what questions to ask, and what the main aspects you have to consider during this conversation. But before we will move to the topic, I would like to clarify a thing about the first context. So actually when you write company to the contact form or to their chat box, website, email, wherever. So if you will write just hello, contact me, so expect that the answer will be the same because every good software development company have lead scoring system. So be sure that you send them some information about your project. So it can be some roof product idea, a high level functionality specification, like explain to what product type you want to develop, to what industry, what problem it solves. If you have some prepared materials like template, wireframes, concept, send the, these all files to them in order for company to evaluate you as a very important client. So this is your first step. So send them a good email with uh, enough information about your project. Yeah, another thing that you need to understand that, you know, too much is too much. And uh, well, don't try to request the fully detailed estimation also from the first contact. Otherwise, you basically lie and you basically asking them to lie. So like when you when you giving too much details and you know without any context and then telling like okay just just bring back with an estimation well without any contact they will give you an estimation but that will be pointing finger to the skies and you asking to lie and they will do it for you so you know not too much not too detailed but just initiate the contact i mean physical contact with the person so what the first question you're supposed to ask when you already got the contact and when you already got the salesperson or CEO or developer or whatever who will contact you from the representative of the company. By the way, a very small remark, in case you contact not with the salesperson as 
lots of people expecting. That's okay. I mean, a lot of small companies just don't have the salesperson inside, right? And like CEO may contact you. When LinkUp was much more smaller, I personally used to contact all of our customer and discuss with them, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so just don't, uh, you know, I know that in the US, a lot of people are confused with that. Don't be, that's normal. So the first question that you're supposed to ask when you contact the company, what is your approach to the whole digital development? And by the approach, I mean some kind of the philosophy, not to details. I mean, what? let me try to explain you. Like some of the company that are telling that they are best coders in the world. Some of the company, like LinkUp, we are telling that we are product oriented. So we are doing products. I always tell and joking basically that we don't design, we don't code, we, we don't do nothing except launching product. Obviously we do all of that to, to, to make that successful product in the market, but try to understand their philosophy. Where is their main focus is? And in case you are okay with you know, managing all of your stuff, doing marketing and everything else by your own, and you just need perfect coders that will do exactly what you have told them, well, then search the company with code philosophy, let's call it like this. In case you need more like partner, you're more oriented to long relationship and you don't want just the vendor, you want the partner. Sorry for tautology, but, but that's true, right? Uh, then search for somebody who are telling more about business, about the product, less about, uh, you know, uh, less about way they doing that, more about results they are trying to bring you. So the first thing, try to understand their philosophy. Mm -hmm. The second question which you have to define is like, how do you work? Uh, tell more. Tell me more about your development processes because you have to understand how your product will be developed, like what stages will be. And when company have a satellite processes in place, it's they can ensure that your product will be de uh, developed up to your requirements in timelines and within your budget. So have development processes in place is very important. Linky, can you tell us uh, most popular development processes today? Waterfall. Agile and Scrum, Incremental and Iterative, V-Shaped, Spiral, Kanban. Thank you, Linky. Uh, we will not go into the details of each of that mod uh, models because it's not really important for us at this stage because you have to understand these models in general and you have to understand that each vendor is unique and uh, they have their unique processes of how they doing the things and modern development processes they are not standard a lot of companies combine them make the hybrid so they can combine waterfall and scrum and etc so you have to uh, understand each vendor with whom you are communicating you have to understand each step of their development processes and the most important what results you will get after each of that stage so uh, because each stage each step of the development process they generate some output deliverables which then are used as an input for the other stage so you have to understand like what deliverables you get and also like what values for your product it will go it it will give you yeah and by the way like 95 percent of companies will tell you that they are using agile i mean everyone using agile but well agile is agile just because it, it, it's agile. Uh, I hope you get the sense what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, it's flexible. So, uh, you know, in case they just answer you agile, well, try to try to ask some kind of the details. And so 
next question, which you need to ask, will be very tricky, and that's need, it must go after uh, the previous one about the processes, because I'm sure that 50% of people with whom you will speak uh, will be kind of confused with that question, and that's good, because you don't need to written on answers. You need the fair answers. Let's sell. you need to find the bottom of, the, of that answers, not just what was scripted before, right? So that question is, what changes they made in their processes for the last six months. It's uh, very funny, but we are talking about digital software development things and nothing is staying on the point in this world. Everything is changeable. And company with who you're working must update their process all of the time. For example, in the LinkUp, uh, we, like for the last half year, we added one special process uh, which called additional reestimation after wireframing. We realized that when we do initial estimation without wireframing and then do wireframing, wireframing stages add a lot of new details that we never uh, saw before and our previous estimate just don't accurate anymore. So we add the special stages of the re-estimation, uh, which give much more transparency to the customer, to the team and much more bigger understanding. So this is just a small example of what we as a company done in the last half of the year. I mean, your answer can be different, but they definitely supposed to give you some something they constantly change it. In case they don't change nothing, well, that's strange. How yeah, you can change nothing in the software development world? That just doesn't work like that in this in this. Yeah, technology changes industry. and you always have to be in that move. And like projects become more and more co complex and you have to create exactly what I told, like this hybrid development processes, you know, when you combine different things to to make product more efficient, like and cost efficient actually. Yeah. So as we talk about outsourcing, very important is to understand and ask how company invest in the communication skills of their uh, engineers and all of their employees. Because English is a must today and you want to have a stick forward uh, partner who will understand you and you will understand them. So English is a must. And you have like, ask them how, how they work on the communication of their people. Like, uh, do they have some courses? Do they have like English teacher or something like that? So just trying to define it in order to understand how it works in that company. And by the way, Oksana here is talking not about the like English itself. I mean, you don't need to be afraid of the strong Russian accent, right? <laughs> I mean, that that's not, I mean, you will understand someone even with the accent whatever it is. It's more about does engineers are taught to be normal communicator because we know that common problem when engineers are too much engineers, right? <laughs> so no, I mean, it's, it's not only about English guys, it's about the way of communication, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the next thing that the next question that you must ask is what collaboration tools company are using. So it's kind of technical thing because there are plenty of them. I mean, starting from the old times, uh, everyone loved Skype. And in case there are super old fucks here, maybe they remember ICQ. I don't know. <laughs> but right now, like the most uh, popular thing, I believe, uh, like for the daily communication, it's some kind of the, I don't know, Telegram, WhatsApp, uh, Messenger by Facebook, something like this, like for the friends communication. In the work communication, people usually use Slack, uh, MS Teams, as far as I know, right? Like we use Slack. For the management and project management things, people use Asana, Jira, Trello. Uh, it depends on so complex project. You also of can project. have some custom uh, software in place, like yes. custom CRMs. So, well, uh, the source and uh, 
the bottom of this question is obviously they use some kind of the tools, but try to understand what kind of tools and why they use them. I mean, maybe that make no sense to use very complex Jira stuff for, I don't know, uh, presenting website. I mean, Trello is more than enough and mm -hmm. your company need to be flexible. From another standpoint of view, Jira is still okay. But again, you have a tool, ask about the way they're using it. And also uh, between the lines, answering to that question, answer to that question will understand you how actually they could understand that. Because I can tell you that I know how to use Hammer, but in the end of the day, I cannot put any nail into the door, right? So, well, that that's something you need to understand between the lines. Yeah, and continue this topic of uh, communication and management. Uh, the good question will be, is the team ready to show you uh, their weekly progress? So how you will track the progress of the team? Like what's, what tools they have in place? So you have to make sure that uh, during the development process, you are aware about what's happening on your product and what team have done during the week, like what, what they can show you. And demo, weekly demo calls is very important in order for the team to hear your feedback and for you to see like what's, what, what team have made. So do they have any obstacles? Do you need to give them some uh, answers to the question? Like, and at least give them the feedback about their work that they have done. It is very good for the motivation of the team. They can feel that you are working together as a team and weekly demo are very important for them. Also, they allow you to track if something on the product like goes uh, not in the route as you expected. For example, when some obstacles appear and you need to solve them, or if you see that pro probably product go in not the, in this path where you wish, so you need to change the direction. And these weekly calls are very very good uh, tool tool for actually tracking this thing. Yeah. Well, something I just can add to this that um, in case they tell in they are not doing like well. Uh, we believe that the weekly demo is the best thing. I mean, maybe someone proposed different things. Like more often, well, then you will spend too much time in communication. More rare, you can miss a lot of things. Again, um, you need to be flexible, fast, and understand how, how things are changing. Just keep in mind that there are stages on the project where you have nothing visual, and sometimes developer can just tell you what has been done and you can just see it. Well, just keep in mind it not to be, it's not supposed to be too, too often, you mm -hmm. know, three times, uh, three times in line when you they have nothing to show. Most probably, they have nothing. They have nothing done, right? And the next question. Yeah, but I yeah. just want to add one example, which we have from the real, uh, real project. So yeah, weekly demo is a good. But for example, if you don't want it, it is not something would have to be for sure. Because for example, we have a client from Switzerland who he speaks English well, but he's shy and he don't want actually this weekly calls with developers. So they just chatting and they made him weekly report just in chat in Slack. And in this way, we are working already for, I believe, two years. And they have like, I don't know, one call in half of year and the project progressing great. He have like full control and he feel very comfortable. Well, so yeah. it is all, all, all the things you can agree to with your team. So if you don't need it, like it is good to have weekly calls. But if you feel that like you don't need it, you cannot have. So Again, everything is It's about is the way of progression. Like it's supposed to be some of the way which is comfortable for you. That That's important. So the next question is how uh, do you ensure 
we know when things go wrong. Like, let's be straightforward. Uh, in the software digital development world, things are not usually going quite good. Most probably, they usually go in the wrong way. And the, your team's supposed to communicate about that and give you a plan what to do with this. It's those people who always tell you like, hey, everything is perfect, well, they lying. They either hiding something from you or they hiding something from you, right? Uh, nothing more. So you need to know uh, before before you start working how people are reacting to emergency situation. What kind of the protocol they have in case I don't know you just launch your product and it just fall down. I know server fall down. What, what do you need to do? You need to where you need to call. Who is responsible? Who is your main point of contact? All of the things. Like in case they don't have a plan, they mean that most probably they just didn't have such kind of experience with real stuff. And you most probably wanted to launch some real stuff, so well, that would be the bad bell in, in this case. Yeah. In addition, I can say that uh, avoid the yes sayers. So if people tell yes to all all your questions which you are asking, like for sure that if it is a good company and they can cover all the things clearly, they will answer you yes to everything. But get a little bit deeper into the details. Let them clarify, like uh, because. You need a straightforward partner. And if they uh, don't have any concerns, they don't have any proposition to you, and if they don't tell that, okay, probably this function can be made better, or we will not do this, let's do this in this or that way. So they have to tell, sometimes your team have to tell you no, and uh, allow you to go into the right direction of the technology stuff. So, and propose you, for example, if they see that something can be done better, they are not just silent and do their work. They will tell you, okay, we think here can be a few more options. So it is the partner whom you're looking for. So, like, avoid the yes-sayers. Yeah, uh, just in case uh, you need to find a good difference between someone who tell you yes because they actually can do it, but usually, uh, well, there obviously will be some clarification, instructions, like more deeper diving, obviously, in case you just see yes and nothing more, well, I would be amazed with that, right? Confused at least. Yeah, here will be important also to listening during conversation. You have to listen what actually, like, it is not, uh, I, I just don't want people uh, understood that not correctly. It is first meeting, it is not the meeting where only you asking question. Oh, yeah, Also, for sure. your... Uh, person who are talking with you also have to ask your question and you have to see their real interest in your pro uh, in your project do they like we talked before that you shared some information with you if if you done it so they have uh, they have to review it and for sure they have to have some list of questions to you about the product and functionality so yeah, they and have in to case, ask it and even in case you didn't share that information they're still supposed to have a questions even more questions yeah even more <laughs> the problem that in case you didn't do this well the details of those questions will be like too rough. I mean, some some kind of like what industry, like what is idea and all of that kind of stuff in case you share some specific question will supposed to be more specific. Okay, so the next good question that you must start when your partner can start actual development or design or whatever it's supposed to be in the current stage, right? Stage. And don't expect answer now. I mean, in case someone telling you now, well, that's very suspicious. And again, guys, good engineers or good designer or BA or whatever, they are never free. 
So in case someone tell them, yes, we are ready to start right away from tomorrow, it's very, very rare case scenario. It's like sometimes that may happen. I don't know, old project has stopped, uh, money, I don't know, money was wasted and whatever, but then well, why money was wasted, right? <laughs> so uh, like good, again, good engineers are never free. So there's supposed to be at least some time for the gathering team, at least one week, at least two weeks for the finding the best team for your particular project. I mean, each project requires each unique team set. I don't know, two front-end developers, one backend, two backend, uh, two designer, more quality assurance, less quality assurance. It depends. It all depends from the nature of the project. But in the end of the day, you can't just stuff them in the second. In case someone can do it in the second, well, most probably that is developers who have no job right now. And in case they have no job right now, the big question, what is their quality and expertise? So again, don't expect someone to start immediately. Keep in mind that the good companies usually start a little bit later. So ask that question, when? Uh, also important to clarify like what additional services they can propose to you. For example, if you came to the company, your product don't need only like front-end or back-end or quality assurance. It also need BA, DevOps, designers, so, and very good and cost-efficiently when you have all the team set in one place. So if company can provide you uh, different services for the uh, all stages of the product development lifecycle, it will be very good. So also there is uh, our situation when company also pro uh, proposing some marketing stuff, which are also very useful. So you have to ask like what they can do for you additionally. Yeah, for example, in the link of what we are doing, like we can cover like design, BA, development, quality assurance, launching, support afterwards, DevOps stuff and well, and, and all everything that you need, like from kind of idea to launch, but what connecting to the marketing thing, like CEO stuff, I don't know, social media integration, we don't have such service yet, at least uh, inside of our company, but we have a list of the partners who we can recommend. So that's, that's one of the way, and that's one of the possible answers, which you can get when you ask about like additional services, but that's still good to know. I mean, are you alone? in case you need those services, or you still can use your partner, a software development partner to cover that pain in, in case you will have it somewhere in the future. So guys, that was all. I mean, uh, we also have a few other very specific, very technical questions about some kind of the security technologies and so on, which you may found as the list in, in our blog, but they are very obvious and they don't need any explanation. Why do you need to ask them? You just need to ask them and get some kind of the answers. I mean, 95% of the people will tell you, yes, of course we do the great security. No one will tell you, oh no, no, security is super bad. But still you need to ask and at least understand like how, how they manage that, right? Security thing, Ownership. Ownership of the code, yes. Yeah, how I mean, they guarantee how, the quality. How so. they transfer things, all of that kind of thing. So there are like at least 10 more uh, very short questions that you will find in our blog. And in the end of the day, it's not the question, but that's very good recommendation, which you always need to keep in mind when you're asking all of that previous things. Do they think about your business? I mean, what they are focused on. As I told at the very beginning, think about the philosophy. Through all of the call, you need to file, find acceptance and you need to find approval of that philosophy that was answered in the first question. In case they answer you that, oh yeah, we're thinking from your business and all further discussion was about only technical things. Well, does it prove it they're thinking about business? 
I'm not sure. So again, think about what do you need, who you need. You need just a vendor? Well, then, then all of the answers are supposed to be as a vendor. You need a partner, then all of the answers are supposed to be as a partner. You need to, I don't know, half, half part uh, relationship uh, with some kind of the equity stuff, then ask, do they willing for that? Everything they, every piece of information that person give to you supposed to be aimed to that main goal of yours, which only you actually know. And this is the most important answers that like direct answers that you will get, they are important, right? I mean, the words, but what you will find out between the lines. And as I told in our previous video, like find the love there mm -hmm. in case you found the love in case you find the perfect match. Well, then, then it's something you need to ask the proposal from actually you need to ask proposal from everyone. The question whose proposal you will read more details and whose are not. And uh, by the way, uh, talking about a lot of proposal, uh, just like two days uh, ago, I had a situation with uh, one product owner from uh, USA. And she tell me like, sorry, I didn't get enough attention to your offer because I had a lot too much of them. So actually she requested too much of offers from different companies. And she tell me transparently that she wasn't able to get to each offer in detail. So she was very confused. And at the end of the day, she didn't choose no one. So she had like 10 offers and she chose no one. So mm, be precise, like, don't don't make it too much. So choose, the, I believe, five companies with whom you are ready to get this yes. proposal. This from. stage is also important to cut off those who you believe answer your um, questions wrongly. I mean, you may ask them to do proposal, but better just do not. I mean, they don't spend time. You don't spend time to read them. Right. I mean, in case you even don't plan to do this. Right. So in so now you haven't like I don't know, 10 companies with whom you decided to connect, 10, 15, like up to you. Uh, in case you didn't like answers, just cut them off and you will get to 10. Maybe you will not minus anyone, like maybe everyone uh, with whom you speak, you will like them. Then ask about proposals and what to do with proposals, how to make, uh, compare them between, you know, each proposals is like Apple orange, pineapple, whatever, and you need to compare them. You need to find the criteria, how to do that and how to spend as less time as possible. And in the end of the day, found your best partner to go. We will talk with you in the next video. Thank you for your attention. Bye. Bye bye.